the real master killer. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, they're, they're all named Patrick, and they all have a last name that starts with O. Or oh, yeah. yeah. Do you know that uh, in Irish culture, um, if you have a Mick after, before your last name, like a Nulty, like Mick Nulty or a Mick Connor, okay. it means at some point along the lines, two cousins got married my family became mixed my family's McManaman no you know I just made that up but people uh, believe it yeah you had me going we should start there. are you rolling Sean yeah. yeah he's been rolling okay so this is where we're starting because <laughs> to introduce our guests that have, well but first of all it's hard work time hello and welcome hello welcome Bo how you doing I'm doing great this is this is the first ever in-person full episode of hard lore with hard lore prolific hardcore historian mm. legend frontman Colin Campbell A.K.A. Colin of Arabia. Before we start, let me just say, you're about to go on a journey. Because I learned this weekend, this man is an unbelievable storyteller. There's twists and turns, Shyamalanian-esque <laughs> results. Every time he brings back something from the beginning and the end, and you're just you're in for a wild ride here. Colin, thank you so much. For well, thank you here. for having me here on Hard Lore. Uh, you know, this is the first time I've... People would ask me to do stuff like this, like podcasts, and like, oh, come on and do this, and blah, blah, blah. And like, for me, I'm always like, I listen to things, and people are always pushing something. Yeah. And like, oh, well, I'm on, I'm on to push this. Like, and like, I'm just like doing shows locally in my town that I live in. Uh, and like, I got this band that's whatever years old. Like, and it's pushed. Like, mm. I'm not trying to, like, sell something up. I'm just like, this is what it is. And that's the beauty of the show is that we're here to push you as a guy. Right. Uh, well, it's not. Let's it, push a brand. And many people know COA. You know, of course, you've been a, a thing since we were children. Yeah. You know? Um, and many people know COA, the, the scary guy, the intense front man. But I feel like really kind of only Boston Brockton knows COA champion of DIY. Mm. Okay. And that's kind of like, like here, that's the real COA. Yeah, definitely. I mean, at the same time, you can't do DIY. DIY is actually like we are doing this. Mm. Uh, I get a lot of props from a lot of people. Um, that I have to hand down, and I try to share the the wealth on that as much as possible because, you know, like people will be like, "Oh, thank you, Colin, Colin, Colin," and I'm like, "Oh, well, these are the dudes who helped me build the stage, or these are the things." And when we did Brockton originally, um, we were doing Roman shows, and they turned into the Tigers Den mm -hmm. shows. It's the same venue, but it changed names. Um, it was a real group effort, and when I say real group, I mean 40 fucking people. Like, there's me and Chris booking the shows. I have a band. Like, Andy and Mike and Martin are in Cutthroat. The dudes from On Broken Wings are doing On Broken Wings, but they're also doing the Straight Edge band, Sheer Khan. Mm -hmm. JD from Shipwreck comes out of that band. So, um, I'm, I'm missing somebody. Three of us in Harm's Way were in t uh, a band that played the Tiger's Den twice. And you were one of the first people we met, period. Oh, yeah. And it was very much like, you know, we come from Chicago. We're familiar with like the vibe of 
a community and yeah. and like the vibe of like these dudes put put a thing together like Shane does all the shows right you know and they're at the Knights of Columbus you know like we're we're very very familiar with that and I don't I don't know if you remember but we we played a show on one of the last what band. Um, the first band was called Few and the Proud from Chicago. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. We played a, a guy's birthday party. I remember he was like either maybe shipping, he was like joining the army. RG, it was RG's birthday party. There you go. Or RG's leaving, yeah. He yeah. was leaving, yeah. His yeah. like going away party. And we played. And, you know, it was <laughs> it was the kind of thing we, we, we met him and he kind of showed us around. He was like, that room over there is, is where you go if you, got a, if you got a problem with anybody. So... Oh yeah, like, and it okay, was just so like <laughs> for real. Like you know, fucking dumb shit happens, beef happens, or you know, like this is so crazy because there's only so many uh, there's only so many women that are into dudes are into this weird shit. So like dudes getting mix ups over women and shit like that. But like, hey, like I, it's not gonna happen on the floor. It's not gonna be a fucking two on one. Mm-hmm. You're a fucking tough guy. You're a fucking tough guy. We'll go in the room of doom. Yeah, yeah, oh, and that's what and it was literally like it, just right over there. If you, you know. And, and it's but a couple but, older guys watch you guys duke it out, and then once you come out of the room, that's fucking it, man. You gotta go to McDonald's together after, <laughs> right? Or you can still fucking hate each other, but like, I don't you're know. not getting fucking seventeen people involved in this beef. Oh, I got a great story. So oh. for that show, for his going away show, we were running late. How could you? We were running late. We just were. I don't know if there was traffic or if it was us. You know me. I woke up at twelve thirty today. Yeah, yeah. I sleep late. Um, James can't pee. In a moving vehicle. Can't do it. I'm the same. He had to piss. He put a blanket over his head, and we had to be quiet for 45 minutes because we couldn't be late. Like, we didn't want to piss anyone off. We're the out-of-town band. We're opening or whatever. Like, we don't want to piss anyone off. We get there. No one's loaded in. It was fine. (laughs) But I don't know if you remember this. A couple years later, uh, Harm's Way, it was our first big tour, uh, U.S. tour, and we played, I think, Clinton, Mass? Okay, continue. I'm not sure. I, I think so. And you just gave us, like, a... A fatherly, like, hey, be careful out there kind of talk. Cool. And it was, it was exactly, and I don't expect you to remember, but it was this kind of like exactly what you were saying. Like, we knew, we knew you, but it was this, like, oh, this guy, he was just telling us, like, you know, make sure if you get tired, like, stop driving, like, switch drivers. It was like that kind of a talk where it's just like you knew it was our first tour and you were just giving us. I was already older than a lot of people that are my contemporaries at that time when I'm like pushing the band, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, guys are 22 to 24. Mm-hmm. I'm 26. So just that little bit of time is like... I think I was big. 18 at the time. But you were, so we yeah, were young. Yeah, of yeah, course. We were young. Yeah, I mean, you're not a functioning human being until no. you're 22, basically. Yeah, absolutely. So the difference between I'm fucking 42. <laughs> we're, mm-hmm. we're working on it. You're here. <laughs> You got sixty dollars gloves. That's that's. They were they, you know they were a Christmas gift from my sister and they're embroidered. They got like uh, my initials on them and I was like, no. Hey, yeah, they're you know. Uh, Here's the thing. Hey, give her gloves. If give her gloves is watching, <laughs> I lost my giver uh, gloves. Uh, I hope my sister doesn't watch this. Christmas is coming. I got them last. And you're Christmas. a friend of the show now. <laughs> a friend of the show. <laughs> so we'll be we'll be in touch. Uh, great give her gloves. So yeah, no, I, and I had a lot of that stuff, um, and also. We had a great rapport with dudes in Western Mass and dudes in Connecticut. Um, and part of that thing was that, part of it was, oh, we're going to, we're going to Cleveland for Saturday. Mm. So let's at least get in the van and get out to 
Let's get out of town. Get out there, yeah. So like that way we can wake up and fucking go to Cleveland. We can wake up. We go to, you know, Philly. We wake up. We go to Virginia. Like wherever we're going, we're already three hours on the way, and I'm not waiting for, you know, somebody. I don't know where one of my band members is because yeah. last night there was a show and like. He's off doing fucking coke with some fucking other idiots I know, or, or you know, this guy got a girl and he brought her home, and uh, and I have no idea where he is. Mm -hmm. This is also a time where like our first tour, I think one member of the band had a cell phone. Wow. wow. You know, like MapQuest directions were. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we we talk about thing. that. Our and I'm like right on the end of that. Like I'm yeah. right. Like the next step was GPS. Uh, the next step was all of a sudden we have a bag with like. 10 devices in it that all do one thing. Mm -hmm. There's like a tape recorder mm -hmm. because we're making music in the van while we're going. So we're like taping music. We have a uh, GPS. We have an Atlas. Yeah. But yeah. Like, like a little video camera. Um, everything that an iPhone does, but there's like a bag with yeah, like fucking yeah. 17 things in it. A, a power strip and 45 chargers. <laughs> um, but back to that, like... Uh, Bringing bands, oh, if I fucking like your band, I'll just be like, oh, do you want to do the weekend? And the weekend is literally going to be like Connecticut, Brockton, and uh, and Maine. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And um, Connecticut, I'm, I'm, we haven't played Connecticut in fucking so long. We're playing uh, the 16th with Terror, Ooh, and they're doing crazy uh, show. they're doing Lowest of the Lows, and that's oh, cool. that's we were just mm -hmm. talking about that. That's right. Yeah, and they never do that song. Uh, my favorite terror song is the one I don't know what it's called. Uh, he goes like, "Don't ask me why I'm so fucked up." Wow, wow, like that <laughs> that one. That's the one. They uh, never play not this time either. So. They never play that. They also play what, or they also don't play uh, what the fuck have we done? Oh yeah, that's oh, a yeah. hit. That's a hit. hit. What's the song with Furnace on it at the end? What's the name of that song? Is that that song? It might be. I think it is. They have so much material at this point that, like... And it's all good. It's, <laughs> it's fucked up. I agree. I agree. It's definitely all good. There's some stuff that I'm like, this is... One of the underdogs is, is objectively... We say this all the time, that it's, like, not only some of the best hardcore songs ever written, it's some of the best hardcore songs that, like, will ever be written. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that Terror on every record... Has a song that uh, you know could, could possibly be the best hardcore. They can play yeah. if they put yeah. that. If they yes. put that fucking that greatest hits when that dude when Columbia Ooh, when Columbia evil, House baby. puts it out and it's like that gray thing and they're all just like standing there like the four tops. It's gonna be like platinum. Yeah, boom, triple platinum, triple platinum. <laughs> triple diamond. Yeah, whatever. Eagles greatest hits. Uh, but I was a little bit older than everybody and um, like growing up around here. Uh, it was amazing to me to how many kids were into hardcore and didn't know to like, oh, put a blanket over that stuff. Oh, lock the van. Exactly. Oh this this is the kind of things he was saying. You 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 left money at the merch table. Yeah. People to this day are getting MacBooks stolen out of their vans. Dude, I, you know what, dude? You know what? Hey, straight up, I don't believe any of that shit. Uh, well, well, I can attest. Oh, because uh, you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Well, well the whole trailer. The whole trailer got stolen. Where in St. Louis? In Las Vegas. Oh, Las Vegas. In an extended lot that had a guard. Inside guard set you up, dude. Yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. Yeah, one hundred percent. When we were checking in, it was just like casino. The guy was like, "Where are you guys from? Oh, you're in a band. You parked in the oversized lot. Yeah, okay. Hundred percent. 
<laughs> okay, and, the, that's, and there's no cameras that face that lot. But also in St. Louis, that bar, that place, Foo Bar, everybody played. That was brutal. I had a guitar stolen during the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, the hood dudes are just. Yeah. Oh, that's Presence. a fucking shit van. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're gonna hawk that thing. <laughs> you yep. know, but like people would be like that. Um, I'm. All, I was always. Uh, it's weird to not be cool about money with other bands. Like we're all on fucking tour, and like, oh, there's 120 bucks. Well, we headlined, so like, yeah. The dude gives me the 120 bucks, and then I fucking turn around, and everybody's like, <laughs> like, all right. You know, it's um, you're you're a wrestling fan, yeah, oh yeah, and yeah. and it is there. There's a lot of similar mentalities of like. It's the boys. It's the, you're working together. You're traveling together. You know what I found out about wrestling though? What's that? Um, in 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 small market stuff, uh, if I'm the like I hosted a couple things, mm -hmm. and I would make the money requested and pay the money requested for the promotion mm -hmm. to the promoter, but not to tell the guys how much the promoter made. Mm. That's never it. Never ends well. You but know? you know what I mean. I was like, that's weird. Yeah, that doesn't. That right. Just the track. whole the whole culture of, of in, in any job of like don't talk about your we don't salaries. Talk about it's yeah. bullshit. That yeah, just it, that means there's some disparity. It's, I mean, it's literally like a corporate top to bottom hack. hack. Yeah. yeah, it's bullshit. We've been here for three days now. Okay. I feel like you've taken us under your wing a little bit. A little bit. We, we had a good hang the other night. We had a great hang. Hours and I, I burned material big time. <laughs> well, we're, we got to get back into yeah, that first yeah, story yeah. you told us because that was unbelievable. But I, I described you after a day as a very generous conversationalist, and you said, Brother, I hold court. Oh, yeah, tell me about holding court. I love working hard, I love drinking beers with the boys, I love laughing loud. Mm. Uh, you'll find me all the time in my fucking dirty ass jeans. I'll come to the show from work. It's not a fucking fashion show. Like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll I'll do this and like dust will come off again. <laughs> we'll just be like broing, and somebody will say something or somebody will remember something, and I'll tell a story. Um, it's even better. Do you guys know who John Blake is? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So when I was on the road, when I was going hard all the time. Um, I was fucked up all the time. Like, you got some fucking, like, at COA shows, it'd be like, I'd be on the mic, last thing I say is like, I will trade drugs for merch. <laughs> so, like, we'd just be fucked up the whole time. Uh, and um, Sean Blake was largely with me mm. in Straight Edge. So, I'll be fucking riffing, holding court, and John Blake will stop me. Nah, man, no. Nah. <laughs> This, this is how it really happened. I'm like, oh, because oh, I get like pieces of the story. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I love uh, telling stories. Um, uh, my uncle Donald uh, passed away like last year or two years ago, and we called him Donnie the Storyteller, and I just learned how to do it pick from him. Up. Yeah, yeah. You're a pro. We have a lot of similarities, and uh, he was. Uh, a Vietnam vet, mm -hmm. and um, he got—he was real fucked up from it, you know, like a lifelong uh, fucked upness. And uh, I didn't know until after he died uh, that he got in a gunfight. The guys that he was with died. 
they killed everybody but one other guy on the other side, and then Donnie run up on him with his gun with no ammo in it. He fucking. This is this is in Nam. This is in Nam, and then walked a Viet Cong soldier back to base, bluffing wow. the whole way. And we nobody knew this story until like we unlocked his safe and there was like an accommodation for it. Wow. Uh, so he saw that kind of stuff, and I can't imagine that he didn't. You know, he helped me a lot with my post-traumatic stress, but just by being like, we didn't really share stories, but uh, you know, he helped me a lot. And like I said, that's where my storytelling comes from. Do and you, outside of like lyrics, do you write at all? Uh, I do. Um, that stuff is harder to put together. Yeah, uh, for sure. It's it's a different art form. Yeah, sure. um, and like uh, last time I was locked up, I. Uh, I started to like write like fucking tour stories, like but like let's write them in a screenplay thing mm. because anybody. This is an off-camera conversation, but how is there not a fucking show right now? Americans love music, yeah, right, and it doesn't have to be a hardcore band. No, we, we I, talked about it. I, I I envision the band. You know who the band? You know who the band sounds like? It sounds and looks like a veil from the nineties. Oh right, so it's like hard. They're hard dudes. They're rockers, but like, you know, like they're also punk dudes. Cool. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, mm-hmm. so I wrote a bunch of stories like that. Like the first time we played Chicago, mm-hmm. we fucking break down on Friday. We're supposed to play the university the first night. Uh, DePaul, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Uh, and we break down on Friday, and we break down in uh, South Bend on the highway. Oh Jesus! So people were just coming in for the fucking thing, the game. Mm. Right, and then I got AAA gold, so we're gonna get towed. But it's like 200 miles to Chicago, so we gotta get there and then call again and get towed. Yeah. Uh, there's only room for one in the tow truck. We can't have people legally in the back. I gotta hide all the guys. All the guys are hiding in the back. Tow truck comes. The dude's got what I remember wow. is the dude had a, a lazy eye. Oh no! And he's like full Indiana. Yeah. T- truck driver personality is where Christmas story takes place. Isn't it also? Uh, is it? Isn't it also Notre Dame touchdown Jesus? I think um, that's where I'm thinking. No, South Bend is. It's on the way to Chicago for sure. But um, that's. No, it's a Notre Dame's further out. I think. I'm not a sports guy. I thought. I, it, I thought we were like outside of Notre Dame because the police came mm. and they're like, "Oh, you gotta, you gotta get out of here." Like it was going to be a busy fucking highway. Oh, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. So then they, he dropped us in Gary right off the fucking highway. There's a bunch of fucking trucks there. It's the fucking sketchy, sketchiest place ever. Michael Jackson. And then... Uh, yes, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gary, <laughs> Gary and Dana was uh, scary. And uh, then again, towed again to DePaul. We got there. show was over. Yeah. And uh, Righteous Jams had like, left their gear set up so we could just like run in and play. And it just didn't work for time. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, yeah, and then we took a bus. Uh, our, van, our van shit the bed, and we took a bus all the way back to Boston. I had no idea. Damn. Did yeah. you play the next day at Yeah, Dog? we played the no, next day at Fires. Uh, what was it? Knights of Columbus. Knights of Columbus. So it was a two, like, the Righteous Jams were so popular and, like, so over at the time. Oh, I remember. That they, they booked, so, like, one show was like, oh, it's going to be too much for DePaul because it's just a classroom, like, the size of this room. They booked a second show at Knights of Columbus. It was like... Supposed to be stand accused, 
yeah. COA, Righteous Jams, and there was like another band. It was one of the. It was awesome. Yeah. It was great, and uh, I remember. I think the Killer may have played Knights of Columbus. I don't know. I've definitely been to a show where we played with the Killer. Yeah, and they covered Slayer. And it oh, was, that was that one. It was the scariest thing. Ever. Lights off or something. It was just like, oh, dude. I, whenever I have, whenever I'm anywhere near a fucking <laughs> light switch, and like my friends are on stage and something, and I know the break is about, like the big break is coming. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm, fucked. I'm the dude who 100 percent shuts off the. I 100 percent shut off the lights for fucking 10 seconds and then like flip them back on. The best. And see who's out there. Like, yeah, oh. <laughs> that's a beautiful moment. Coa the band. Was that were you COA the guy before the band? No, and like yo, so it started like this. Um, Chris Mission was going to do a record label, and we were going to do shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Andy was doing a di- Andy from Cutthroat is one of my closest friends, is lifelong guy. Um, was doing this other band with Mike from COA and uh, a couple other cats. And my, Chris decided he was going to start Rock Vegas Records Rock Vegas. with a comp. So all of our friends' bands from that time were on the comp. And he was like, get it. And he's a bit older than me, you know. And he was like, get it to fucking gather. Mm. Like, we're launching this, and if you don't get it to fucking gather, like, he was, he knew I was the guy before I knew I was the guy. Wow. You know what I mean? And he was like, get it to fucking gather. And then we were joking about names and all this stuff, and the joke was like, well, Bruce Springsteen has a band named after him. And, like, I got a lot of pulls, so I'll just put my name in the band. Yeah. And uh, then we were like, you know, calling what? Duh. And um, uh, it was me and Mike played bass, and this other guy played uh, played guitar. And we just had a couple songs, and we were just farting around with it. And um, it was like, oh, let's, how do we associate it with, like, how do we associate the band with, uh, like, Jihad? <laughs> like, how do we make uh. it seem like, what's scary yeah. to regular Americans? Sure. Post nine eleven, uh, yeah, and we're like fucking <laughs> Arabs, yeah. sick, yeah. and uh, you know I'd done some time there and whatnot, so it kind of fit, and we just went with it. And me and Mike wrote a handful of songs with this other guy, Goonie. Goonie wrote uh, the fast part, a fifty bag of hate, and uh, he was in another band, and they didn't like that he was frightened with us, and there was kind of some local beef or whatever. Mm. Uh, I'm friends with all those dudes. We grew up together. It's all. Yeah, you know it was fucking dumb kid beef. Of course, stuff. and uh, yeah, Ed Whitmarsh from Back of the Neck is like one of my favorite people. Back of the Neck, yeah, to fight everyone. Yeah, yeah, very inspirational for me. For me. Uh, yeah. That's not. Uh, <laughs> and um, so Chris was like, "Yeah, you got to do it." And so we put it together, and then we had a show scheduled. It was supposed to, our first show was supposed to be in Stoughton at the club that like we were doing local. Everyone was doing local shows at. It was supposed to be like Embrace Today, Integrity, on the To Die For tour, mm. and then us and I forget who was the middle band, like mm. we were going to open. And um, that didn't happen, and then we somehow wrangled Integrity playing at the chopping block, which is probably half the size of this room, and 
maybe 70 people in there, jammed in there. Wow. Uh, Sounds crazy. It's fucking crazy. And a funny thing was a band was in town from Pennsylvania. It's Cold Cuts Band. Oh, okay. CDC? And we, yeah. No, but it was a band before CDC or okay. something. And like... Like, dude, I'm calling. I'm not playing first. You're playing first. Yeah, and, then we, yeah. and then we use their gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we were and awful. It was, you know, first band show type thing. Um, but was but that your first time singing our, in a band? Our first show. Well, uh, we've, I had, like, we fucked around in Brockton. I had, like, a little band, maybe not really. It was, like, hmm. you know. Like, but this felt very different, obviously. It was, like, yeah, you and, are the name of the and band. And we're going to we're gonna take over the whole fucking world. Mm. Yeah. Like we're gonna play, we're gonna play fast hardcore. You're the guy. Mm-hmm. We're, we're gonna we're gonna play, you tuned fast hardcore, with one break, and the break is gonna be four measures long. Yeah. Because we don't want any like, fucking second string mosh dudes getting right. in. Just like sick shit, and it's over. Yeah. And uh, so what I'm describing to you is power violence. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but and like but how like you know and knowing about those bands and stuff, you know the other guys in my bands knew about the bands. Then Mike switched to guitar. Goonie left. Uh, this dude Matt joined the band. Nick joined the band, and they were in a, a grindcore band together. So those guys were locked in. And that works. Um, we made our first record. Um, again, budget-wise, it has to be a full length. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I like a lot of those songs, and they, I, I feel for the person that was writing them. Um, Yo, that should have been an EP. Mm. Like, but budget-wise, we needed the money for Rock Vegas Records to. I can't charge. We need to charge ten dollars for this. Yeah, you don't make money. Yeah, just fine. Right, you know, because everybody else is putting out a fucking EP. Right. Oh, CD EP, bro. We're fucking. <laughs> okay. Right. This is where's the CDs okay. our thing. Yeah. Um. So then, uh, you know, um, we started doing Brockton, and we were doing Brockton, and every week it was. COA's headlining, Black My Heart's headlining, Sheer Khan's headlining, On Broken Wings, Cutthroat, and one at a, once, once every two months, we're going to do a pop punk show and a Lost of Words is going to play. Because ah. those dudes are our homeboys too. Sure. And they're going to like bring in people. And because it was every Friday for $10, wow. sometimes it would be, so at first it was like us rotating the card. Uh, at that same time, somehow... This place that we're sitting in shut off to hardcore. Really? Uh, at that same time, the Elks shut off to hardcore. Uh, so we became like the the spot. Mm-hmm. Um, also, at the same time, Josh Hines is doing up north, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. he's doing thirty minutes. He's doing fifty minutes north. I'm doing 40, 40 minutes south, and a band could come here and play my spot on Friday and drive an hour and 10 minutes the and play to a completely different fucking crowd. Dude, when you see that on the routing, you're like, yes. It's an hour. It's yeah, incredible. It's amazing. Uh, so that's like what it was. So me and him, again, like North Shore, South Shore, kind of some beef. Like we squashed our beef and like now we're a fucking, now we're a duo. And then yeah. we started doing shows too. Um, in Nashua and uh, with Johnny Hardcore. So, like, all of a sudden, we're booking two shows, and, you know, we got fucking the dudes in Western Mass. Okay, we're getting, we're getting the whole fucking weekend. Mm. Yeah. Uh, right. 
but there's Roman, a, there's a reason why our first two, the first tours I ever went on, never played Boston. They played Brockton. Yeah, of course. You know, yeah. it's that time period. Yeah, that makes time perfect sense. Um, Mm. I know but it also allowed us to uh, shout out to McDonald's Coke. Swig at, yeah. swig at, swig at McDonald's. Real quick. Uh, my, my favorite junk food is a, a Scottish restaurant, and they have the best Coca-Cola. <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> um, the, the McDonald's specifically across the street from the Middle East. One of the yeah, dude, it could great. have its own fucking show. Yeah. Dude, you go up there at fucking 1 o'clock in the morning, it is... Live. Oh, We've I've eaten there it. every night and will later tonight. Yeah, we'll it's be live and fucking loud, bro. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. It is. Uh, so, um, where am I? Oh, uh, we did that record, and then after we did that record, we were immediately better musically and together, and we put out, um, again, an EP but Chris didn't want us to put it on EP or something or didn't want to put it out on the label and we just like self-released it mm. um, and that was Slave Driver Kiss Me Goodbye and it was Behind This Tongue by Infest now I'm not trying to like be like ooh I'm trying to be like a lot of people do not did not know who Infest fucking was yeah. sure. and People thought that was our song. Oh, interesting. So, like, I just let it go. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna, yeah, I'm not correcting this. Yeah, no. Uh, but funny story is years and years later, Infest finally played Boston, and I met Matt Domino, who, fucking cool guy. Uh, and I was like, oh, hey, I'm in a band. You know, we covered Behind This Tongue. You know, you're a fucking big influence on me. And he was just like, oh, dude, I know. <laughs> like, that dude knows every little wow. bit of, like, in, if somebody's covering Infest or doing something Infest... He's on His it. eyes are on it. Wow. We, we covered Mindless Mutant and the first song he knows. on the LP. Yeah, we covered He's it seen a you. ton. He's seen The Running Man. <laughs> yeah. 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 He knows what you're doing. Uh, Love and trust. Yeah, The Running Man. We'll get to that, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> if we must. <laughs> <laughs> you ready for this? What's uh, so I said, I said, you share the new tracks with him? He Not was yet. Playing yeah, yeah, I was yeah, playing yeah. him in the lobby. So one of the new tracks that we did is, is 15 seconds long. It's called Doom Scroll. And it's designed to fit in the fucking story because the only way. Oh wow! Because the only How way. How would you never thought of that? Wow! He beats me in everything. Wow! Uh, that's why I have the cap- superior capital, capital C, bro. Capital yeah, C. Right. I gotta address that. Uh, so like one of the new songs, and you know, uh, at first we were like, you know, long song titles are not very are, are cool, but like they're like pretentious or whatever. Like, yeah. how do I sum up like? Uh, Brevity in an attention economy, and then somebody said doom scrolling to me, and I was like, "Yes, because wow. I'm on my phone, fucking constantly, fucking. I'm a victim. Of, I'm a, a purveyor and a victim of it. Like I'm just like, oh yeah. How can you not be? Yeah, like, think about in the fucking old motherfuckers give us shit. This young generation's on their phone. Imagine in the fifties, you had a little supercomputer with every piece of information ever on it. Would they not have been and mindless the same entertainment? Thing? Yeah, I, I can not do, only I can information. Do Entertainment. Yeah. And whatever view you have, there's five links to back up what you do. Amen. Very and true. Like, so it's like addictive. Because, yeah, I'm right. I'm fucking right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Feels uh, great. And you can look at five real looking websites to say yeah. that Doom. you are right. So people are. Doom uh, scroll. But Doom scroll. A like song it. made for the algorithm. Um, what, what, what am I? No, that's. What amazing. am I left to do? That's, that's true. amazing. It's, and the, the, the music. We're doing. We're doing. 
three or four songs. We haven't decided if it's going to be three or four. Um, there's another song we're really working, we're finishing right now called Tired of Shit. And my friend owns a tire shop, so I want to like do a collaboration with him. We're like <laughs> tired of tire. Shit. Yeah. Shout out to Woody Steyer. <laughs> Shout out to Woody. <laughs> Woody is the fucking man. Uh, a lot of dudes that are fucking really cool and uh, work for Woody. He gives everybody a chance. He's the fucking man. Oh, cool. Yeah, when I got out of jail, I ended up going up and living with Woody. He helped me get money together. Woody and his wife, Jenny, are fucking awesome. I fucking love their kids. And, like, shout out to Woody Steyer. Um, so I want to do a collab with Woody. Cause, like, <laughs> so it's called Tire Ship. I don't Absolutely. know if it's going to be ready. It's got a weird time signature. It's kind of hard. Yeah, so... Uh, Algorithm, uh, doom no, scroll. Well, kids and, and the attention economy, like, what are you doing putting out fucking 12 songs? Yeah. It's pointless. Eight, nine. And no, nuts. why? What? You can't put out... Fuck that. But I just like... I like an album. You know, that's the, like that. That's for me. That's not so much for them. It's Is that like... Is being old guys now, though? I guess, yeah. but I, I, I would rather... Love. I'm going as hard on song number four as I am on song number one. Sure, absolutely. And the one, song number one or the hit that's like number five in the middle sure. of the record gets all the plays. So, like, why wouldn't I take what I do in three years of work and separate it into several releases for the internet? You're right, and that's that's where music is going. With like, look, there's no monetary it's all there's singles. no monetary value attached. Of course, Spotify destroyed the concept of an album. Mm-hmm. But, and, but not to me. Well, we yeah, can, no, I'm, I'm with you. We can I also agree. take that, like, people are fucking freaking out over ticket prices now. Like, I mean. Where are you going to make money? It's the only place a band can, there's no publishing rights or royalty yeah. rates. And, it's merch you know? and, and the door. Merch yeah. and ticket sales. Yeah, ticket sales. And then the, the venues want the merch, too. <laughs> yeah, venues want piece of merch. But that's, there's, like, an uprising happening yeah, right now. Yeah, God. yeah. Hundreds oh. of signatures and venues. Sign, like, who knew? Who knew? Pearl Jam in 1994. Dude, we were just talking we were about just that talking about last Pearl night. Jam was you right. know how did, uh, okay, so I'm, uh, full disclosure, I'm, I've uh, used um, military benefits to go back to school. I'm in English too. So I just did a paper about it because it's like in the news and stuff. And like, hmm. they tried to do a, a tour without using Ticketmaster venues, and it was fucking a disaster. Wow. Like they were playing some weird fairgrounds. Yeah. Like right. All kinds of shit. And then they went to Congress saying that, like, this is, a, this is a monopoly. You need to do something about it. And it was largely taken as like a puff piece, like grunge rockers go to Washington. Yeah, yeah right. And we, now look at Taylor Swift. We were just talking about Taylor Swift. Waging now, war. She hired a team to like look into Live Nation Ticketmaster. Dude, Taylor Swift is the Walmart of music. Oh, absolutely. Doesn't mean it's good, but it's good. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Hey, and I understand a, now. There's a McDonald's in most Walmart. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Swear. Swear. That's a. Mm. But sweet nectar of the gods. Exactly. It is. This is, the, this is the nectar of the American gods. One hundred. Very much true. <laughs> Neil Gaiman fucking put, should have put that side <laughs> in there. It is. Um, yeah, it's. I. It's something that we talk about that that I don't think people realize how deep like the Spotify, the Live Nation, the Ticketmaster, the even the StubHub because the, it's it's called dynamic pricing. Yeah, it's the, it, it's it's the, the scale pla- is always moving. It's the same platform as. Uh, a flight or a hotel. Right. That's exactly. That's, that's, that's. It, it, it basically means that if you're looking at the price, it's always the best time to buy it because it's only going to ever change and you have no way of predicting it. Delete your cookies before you're buying flights. And Does that help? Does a VPN help? If a VPN helps because... I don't, I'm so old that I don't even know what they're talking about. Dude, if about. they see... So if you just clear your history of everything, 
If they see that you've already looked at flights, no. they know that you didn't buy it, but you still want it. So every time you look at it again with that same information stored in your browser, it's going to cost Priceline would do that to me? Priceline would. Well, Shatner Bill, Bill Shatner is doing that to me? Dude. Son of a bitch. Shatner hates you. Bastard. Specifically. <laughs> Wait, do you have a William Shatner story? Because if you do, I want to hear it. He's the Priceline guy. He's the Priceline guy. guy. I mean, I know, but like. Nothing specific. Nothing. He just. We talked about, you asked like. Uh, I would assume he would hate me. We talked about, I said the other day on, on, Thursday, on Thursday night, I said like, who do you do? You yeah, know, like everybody, everybody that does some sort of performance uh, in 2022 uh, does somebody who's come before them. You can't be an original actor. This anymore. might be, hopefully with your blessing, a segment on the Yeah, show. oh, please, please. Because it is such a, a, it's a real ex- thing. As soon as it was explained to me, I immediately was like, uh, James Hetfield. Like, right, immediately right, in right, my brain, yeah, I'm oh. like, oh, I do that. So are we doing this now? I think yeah, well, I was just going to say who I did, and then I would love to know like, yes. Like, uh, so I do choke from Slapshot. Uh, that's also like one of my. That's my first hardcore show. Is uh, seeing Slapshot. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, have they aged well for you? Even like the the good, like the classic shit. Do you still hold them in in oh, such a regard? Dude, it, Slapshot has only gotten cooler. Um, Slapshot had a beef with older Boston dudes. Mm-hmm. Um, I came of age and kind of helped put it away. Like, hey, this is my favorite band, and like, you don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, don't do that to them anymore. Like, all respect to older dudes and stuff. Like, they, s- I love my team and I love my crew, but I was like, hey, you know, let's not do that. And everybody that's younger agreed. And um, then right after that happened, uh, one of my c- closest personal friends, uh, Ryan Packer, Joined the fucking band. Oh, so like one of my fucking best friends joined fucking Slapshot. It's fucking sick. And then I kind of got to know Craig Silverman just after that. Uh, and I had had a a little little talks here and there with Choke with like this or that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I got to know him too. Like he's the only older dude that I've met that I'm like not let down by. Mm. Not There's like, very few out there. That's, you know, and that's like, amazing. And, that, and 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 now in my tenure, like now, what I'm trying to do is be like that. Can I tell you something? You're one of them for me. Oh, well, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Of course. I uh, mean, I, I I've seen you at shows that I know you didn't play or that other people booked or whatever. No, dude, I just enjoy hardcore. For all, yeah, exactly. You know, so that it, I agree. I agree, and. My favorite, like when I was getting into, like after the minor threat period where you're like discovering hardcore is like I, when I was young, I immediately was drawn to Boston hardcore because I have, I'm straight edge and I have been since I was young. And then it's sorry about that. Well, but it's also got that the like the hardness to it of a city that like Chicago didn't have that. Right. Right. You right. know what I mean? But it's got this like children of immigrants mentality. Where it's like we're not really fucking like we're not into this, we're not into that, but we're we're, we're into like punk rock and we want to do the shit ourselves and blah blah blah. I was so drawn to SSD and DYS and Last Rites. Yeah, you were like, that before you were a Master Killer guy. Oh, sure. big, time, big time because it went from that into like the youth crew shit. See, I was like a Master Killer guy almost right away. 
Uh, it switched for me. The yeah, choir, yeah. Uh, you guys really are born, like Matt, the Matt same Spider guy. Up my ass, day so, one. So <laughs> I do choke and uh, for Slapshot, and I do fucking Rollins, right? Uh, Rollins band first. Like I discovered Rollins band through Liar through MTV, Dude. like long yep. before I discovered what Black Flag was. Good video. Uh, Very good, good video. Yeah. Great and then like Lollapalooza '94, yeah. like he was on that. Like I mean, uh, I'm still probably a Rollins band guy. What's that? I'm still probably a Rollins band guy first. I'm not a Black Flag guy. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big Black Flag guy, and I'm especially Rollins Black Flag. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Like before that, they're a punk band, and he like, made them hardcore bands. Yeah. yeah. That, guy might, yeah. that guy might beat you up. It's like... Uh, they just took the and D- he was like the in DOA shape and looked sick. Yeah, know? they took yeah, yeah. the DOA singer and fucking put him behind the, yeah. the Black Flag platform. It's fucking amazing. Um, so uh, he's like really close to William Shatner, I guess. I went to, <laughs> Wrong? Really? Yeah. I went well, to, first I went to, full circle. See? Yeah, look at that. I went, to, I went to see. Uh, <laughs> I went to see him talk a couple months ago, mm-hmm. and because uh, I always go see him talk, because I, I respect the hell out of that guy. Yeah, I and really uh, I love that he calls whenever he does work. He's like, I'm doing the work, and you know, I want to work, and it's just like going out and talking or doing this movie or anything yeah. like that. Uh, Have you read? I'm sure you you've read Get in the Van. Oh yeah yeah yeah, dude. Uh, or the even the audio book. The audio is better. Unbelievable. Yeah. I, I, just, does he just go into other tidbits? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit here that. and there. But like, it is. I've said this before. It's one of the things that I'll put on when when my baby ass is on tour, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking load. I don't, I'll put that on and be like, Yeah, I lived in a shed behind Pettibone's house, and it was the best place that anyone in the band lived. Wow. And I, I just kind of like, okay, my, I'm all right. All right. <laughs> but, hey, I'm good. Back to uh, getting into it. Um, I am, uh, the son of a, the baby of a two parent household. Uh, my brother and sister were raised in the projects and my parents got out we bought a house and I was raised in that house. I'm much younger than my brother and sister. Mm-hmm. And so I was given a ton of leeway. They went through with my brother and sister. They're just like, mm-hmm. uh, but there was no extra money in my house. Uh, I, you don't answer the phone when around dinner because that's a bill collector bill collectors are always calling and stuff like that but I never knew my parents wanted to eat steak we're going to eat steak mm. right like gotcha. that's just fucking how it is and then the lights get shut off and they pay the fucking bill sure. like why am I paying the bill the lights not shut off and that's just how my parents operated but there was never really extra money mm-hmm. I got a job at a catering place in the back room washing dishes and like loading trucks. So there was the kitchen, but then there was this whole other thing. And there was a bunch of fucking losers there. And like a dude with a fucking eagle tattoo, and he was like fucking cool. And then <laughs> these other fucking nerds, like, and I thought like these guys were the fucking coolest. And one of them like played in a band, and the manager was in a band. And uh, one of the guys wore a shirt that said Stickmen on it all the time. It says Purveyors of Power Groove. And I was like, what the fuck is that? That sounds cool. It sounds like something I want to be into. I like uh, most. I like any band that purveys something. Yeah, <laughs> right. This is also the summer of um, the College Rock Station in Boston right. sponsors Green Day at the Hat Shell. Oh, shit. Now, the Hat Shell is right over there. It's on the Charles, and it's where... The orchestra plays on the 4th of July. Nice. Right? Oh, okay. It's like a big open field, and they expected 10,000 people, and 110,000 people showed up. <laughs> it's the summer of fucking Longview. Right. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's the summer they of... They were on a rocket. Rocket, yeah. <laughs> the Offspring and Sublime Date Rape is on college radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and that's on constantly. 
So what I remember is Memorial Day, I worked there and worked there and worked there, and I bought a moped. Fuck yeah. Right? And in 1994, if you have a moped, uh, it's it's not like now. Mm. Okay? Dudes ride mopeds and they have a lot of pride in it oh, yeah. and shit. No, okay. Popping okay. wheelies on them things. It's like, yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I would ride my moped to and from work, making money, and then I'd be able to ride it to Newbury Comics. Well, that's later, I guess. Uh Memorial Day weekend, they have like a feast somewhere, and we got to unload the trucks on Memorial Day. So I go in for a full day. This is a money day for me. Usually I work after school. I work three to six. Yeah. Right? Oh, I see. So I'm like going in. It's a fucking money day. I'm going to work a full day. I'm going to make $100. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I wash off this clamshell, and I'm like, where's this going? And I like, take it up to the prop closet. So I'm fucking... It was heavy. It must have been fucking 50 pounds. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, I, at the time, probably was 130 or 40 pounds. And... Uh, and six foot, like, you know, like, mm. like, <laughs> uh, so I take it up into the prop closet. Now the prop closet, there's no organization. It's just like, shit goes up there. Mm-hmm. And I fucking take this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> and I get it onto a, onto a shelf and there's a box and I hit the box next to it. Right. And two records fall off that box. And I'm like, dude, this is like the oh goonies. You're blowing is, my mind. Yeah. And I fucking lean over and I pick them up. And one is a clear sleeve, and it's just a black record, has a red label, and on one side, it has a cross with a no sign, a bad religion symbol, mm-hmm. okay. right? Yep. On the other side, it has a cross, a no sign, and a swastika, mm-hmm. and I already know this is cool. Yeah. I'm like, fucking Nazis are fucking awful. Well, I don't know what this is, but... And then the other one is white cardboard, and it opens up. And all the lyrics are on the inside, and the cover is a drawing of some guy like this. <laughs> and he's got an X carved on one hand, and it says OC, OC Hardcore. Yeah. It's uniform choice. Yeah. And I'll never forget on the back, uh, I love having two dudes do backups on, on our records because oh, yeah. it's tight. If you have two guys do it over and over and over, it's tight. Yeah. And... Um, it, on the back, it says backups by the heavy duty crew of two. And I took those records home and I put them on my parents' record player. And um, I listened to them at 45 and I thought they were too fast. So I wow. slowed no. them down. I was like, I was like, this has got to be right. Like, yeah. kids yeah. can't be this fast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know whoever owned those records, but I still own them. Wow. Uh, and I stole every record out of that box over the next two or three months sure. uh so so that box was your old head that box was my old head and uh it's it was like, like and they knock over the map yeah fine cryptopsy i mean not cryptopsy, oh. i'm not cryptopsy cryptic slaughter okay. was a, like yeah. a record that i loved that was in there yeah, cryptopsy yeah yeah like cryptopsy too yeah uh, but that, i didn't that's get into that. some master killers i didn't get into that until like 97 and i got into it through like a pop punk band actually wow there's a band from here called 12 cent mm. um and the drummer of that band because he's in like a fucking punk band he's like they got the best drummer, Cryptopsy, mm-hmm. and he was like, but, uh, and Pop Punk showed, I mean, that band 12 Cent uh, showed us all how to tour. They, in the 1996, bought a fucking van mm-hmm. and took it on the, took it on the road and, and fucked off mm-hmm. and doing it by, via payphone. So, Choke, <laughs> Rollins, yeah. Rollins band Rollins, huge Rollins, massive. Yeah, fucking Jack Rollins, because I was into sports. Yeah. Right? I mean, James, from my band, doesn't fuck with Black Flag, but loves Rollins because 
he lifts. He res- he's into sports. He respects that. Is aspect. he a cop? No. He looks no. like a cop. He's a teacher. He looks like a cop every time. I'd be like, that dude's a cop. He's 100%. Uh, he's, yeah, every time I see, every time he posts on the internet, I'll post around and he's like, you're a cop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's so, just like us for And real. I know he's not a cop. He's but sampling it's, it's, soda. It's just like yeah, he is a huge McDonald's Coke head for sure. <laughs> McDonald's Coke head. <laughs> what? I, I can go any kind of way with Coke. Who, who do you, <laughs> you started with Hetfield. I did. Should I finish? So let's finish. Um, Who do you do? Hatfield and probably not anymore because I can't anymore. These knees. Mm. But Porcel, probably. I was a youth crew guy. I really yeah, liked. Yeah, no, no. Youth of Today was fucking awesome. Those records are fucking awesome. They're great. Probably, yeah, probably Hatfield. Probably choked in like him. I didn't. I was, Dude, I was, uh, I was racist against Youth of Today. I'm very torn. <laughs> I was racist against you today for a very long time because of Choke. Do you know that uh, where, there's like an interview where Choke was like, yeah, these guys are like talking about making No, dude, on making Sudden Death friends. Overtime. Oh, is that what There's it, a phone call on Sudden Death Overtime with like somebody leaving a message on the machine and the song is called Something Approved. It's like, oh, you got something approved? Whoa. Wow. You think you got the baddest scene? Well, I'll tell you where the baddest from. Oh. Got something to prove. It's like that. That's in the interview, Choke is literally like, yeah, they're talking about making friends and like they want to be friends. Like, that's not why we're here. I'm not here to make friends. It's not positive music. Right. I'm very torn between the two camps. But so probably Por- Porcel and Hutfield, I'm, I'm pretty happy with. And, you know, musically that makes sense because it's like. <laughs> that's what I got. It's all there and that's what you got. <laughs> with your crown came nothing. <laughs> who, do you, who do you do? Depends on the instrument. Okay. I'll say. Le- that's true. Great, yeah. Let's do singer. Singer. Drumming is singer. You know, I'm doing. I'm spiritually. I'm doing Pete Steele. Yeah. You know, okay. Trying a little shorter. <laughs> uh, and Jonah Jenkins. Really? Yeah. Uh, are you a fan? Okay, so a guy who I think is better than Jonah Jenkins, uh, Cast Iron Hike. Mm. I think of course. The, I think the band is is also better than superior for all around. Design. All around superior. Wow. And. I never saw Witness. Uh, like, like, but the time frame of them breaking up—that's surprising to me. Uh, I saw his his next band, Mil- Milltown. Milltown, yeah, uh, dude, they could have had it all, huh? At that point, like, I've heard the everyone the- everyone today is going to a place to make money from music. Mm-hmm. In the 1990s, making money from music was called selling out. Right. And it was a very difficult line for a lot of bands to. Dude, listen to fucking Seaweed Spanaway and tell me that record isn't. doesn't belong on the fucking radio. Yeah. It's fucking Awesome. Anything that anybody considers a Listen sellout to record? Into Another Seamless and tell me that doesn't belong on yeah. the fucking radio. You know that's not even on Spotify because uh, MCA or whatever just buried the fucking record because yeah. it didn't do well? Yeah. Really? Like, that record is fucking yeah. insane. I, the, the I have it on CD. I have a CD player for that. To listen to basically that record. Yeah. Uh, the, the sellout record generally in any band's discography is a lot of the time my favorite one. Uh, my mine is generally the first because the band's first like, or the sellout. I think it's like <laughs> it's like okay, here we are. This is what we do. So you love the black album? Shut up! Me. <laughs> I mean, I do love the black album, but I love no, this guy. We'll, we'll talk about Metallica for one second. Absolutely, he would love that. literally always. Well, we're just gonna do one second. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Please don't. I would like every. I would like everybody to realize that Metallica 
has been bad for twice as long as Metallica was good. And the new song that everyone is like, oh, it's pretty good, is just a... It's a solid turd in a bowl of diarrhea. <laughs> I'm with you. And there's fucking a thousand other metal bands actually two played last night, Fuming Mouth and High Command. That High, high Command, right? That High Command record off. is f- fucking makes me want to fucking worship the devil. We're, we're also I'm just saying you. that Robert Trujillo, Trujillo has been in the band longer than any other bass player. Which is pretty crazy. When, when you do what Metallica did, obviously you don't need to keep writing good songs. And, and it's clear from, from their new music that like they don't really know what people like about them. Mm. Yeah. You know? They don't know what they like about themselves. So, but I don't like Metallica, and I never really have, because uh, being a hardcore punk in the 90s, metalhead dudes are a totally different subculture, and uh, we don't fucking vibe. But then you like Cryptopsy. Yeah, but and Marauder, it's different. And Marauder's a hardcore band. Yeah, they're a yeah, hardcore no, through through. undeniably yeah. a hardcore band, but with such a metal influence. Yeah, but That's an interesting. You were like that divide is maybe why the. Here's record the other thing: is like I fucking started going to shows in '94, '95, '96, mm-hmm. um, and Marauder was playing up here all the time. These motherfuckers are like sketchy Puerto Rican dudes, and uh, Minus lived up here. The original singer lived up here, and he pumped gas in a town next to my town and we would drive to that gas station to like there he is just to like interact no he was like super cool dude oh, wow. Minus is like one of the coolest fucking yeah that's again, all I've heard fucking props to that dude yep. he is a guy who I mean he wrote the fucking song showed me and he showed me personally a way and uh, everybody's like he's up here hiding out <laughs> right, you know what I mean, like yeah, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so just had this lore about it, and you know, like, were there metalhead dudes who would come to those Marauder shows? Um, Despite being a hardcore show, there definitely were, mm-hmm. but they're just hardcore dudes with long hair. Yeah. What was that Century Media? Century Media, and like, you would think with everything else that was on Century Media at the time, that Master Killer could have been this prolific record outside of hardcore, but it's like this well-kept, it's this secret thing where we know it's the best music ever. And obituary right. knows. And, and, and obituary also, knows. The, the, the other thing about ever. Century Media is like that Marauder record came out at the same time as um, the first 44 Big Block record, Your Jesus. Amen. Uh, which is fucking, that's my fucking shit. Yes. Uh, after. Born Human. Yeah, no. Good dude, God. Uh, Repentance is the song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just on like a seven. That's the second record, uh, Your Jesus. Big fan. But yeah, big fan of that. Because like, and personally, right? Um, that dude's top tier when it comes to like being a fucking street tough, right? Right? Like he's fucking psycho. He's a director now and yeah. all that shit. But back then, and when I'm starting my band... He does a band, and he's like one of the fucking hardest dudes. But he doesn't need to like put it out on music. He's singing about how he feels, yeah. and he's not like he's singing in his real voice. Like I'm like, wow. And he got the pipes, man. Like I'm like I want. That's what that's what I want to be doing. I like, and that the only reason like that band the band is great, but the only reason they're grouped into something is because of who that dude is. You know what I mean? Like oh that's beat down or tough guy stuff and like it's not really it's, not it's, real it's just like stuff. it's just like you might get beat up yeah. by him and his buddies for acting like a fucking fool uh so that was a huge influence on me when i was starting the band like i didn't need to pretend like 
Like I was something I was not. Like, uh, and authenticity is always oh the thing that it's works. The only thing. It's the say, fucking only thing. The I was only just going to say authenticity is, is it's impossible to, to fake. It's you can't mimic to it. Fake, man. So, it's like part of the, you know. And I talked some shit on that last night, but, uh, you know. Um, the reason some bands are hardcore bands are because of the dudes in them. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it's a, it, that, and we talk about this all the time that hardcore music is at this point, like you you can Fiddlehead is playing this back to back with Mind Force. You know, it's it's not as much of like a genre of music as it is kind of a code of ethics among the yeah, people involved. The DOI aspect, the mentality. Yeah. Oh, so way back to that, then you know we started doing Elks. We killed it at the Elks. We uh, worked with a couple other promoters. We were using the ICC Church, like, uh, and all that went. And then that kind of went the way of the dinosaur. And um, played there one time. Everything kind of broke up, and uh, I took a real. I mean, uh, then then I went to jail for the first. At 30 years old, uh, I went to jail for the first time. Uh, my father died, and that caused me to fucking. When people lose their shit, I, other people, regular people, lose their shit. They, um, I don't know what regular people do when they lose their shit. Uh, but when I lose my shit, it just compounds and compounds, compounds, and I'll let everything go, um, and let everything go, and let everything go, and then it'll end with a whimper where cuffs get slapped on me, mm-hmm. and I'll go do fucking six months or eight months or whatever. And that's happened a couple of times, but, um, it happened at the tail end of that. I got out, had this new thing going on, and then I started working at a bar called President's Rock Club, and uh, I did hardcore and punk shows there. Mm. We had like a free Thursday night where the owner couldn't believe, shout out to Davey Kevill, uh, the owner wouldn't believe that. I said, oh, I need Wednesday night, I need 100 bucks, I need the bands to drink off the Rolling Rock tap and two pizzas. And uh, he's like, you think you're going to fill it with that? Where, where are you going to make your money? And I was like, I want 10% of the till. Oh. So he was like. <laughs> and then so I wanted Wednesday because Wednesday was like a shitty night. And he was like, how about Thursday? And I was like, fuck, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so then I was doing like three bands, three local bands. Perfect. 30 awesome. bucks. Here's gas money. Yeah. You're going to drink off the Rolling Rock Tap all night. And here's food. Yeah. Fuck off. This is what it is. Yeah. And it's free. So people were coming. Right. And then I would just spin my records and do uh, bad quality MP3 downloads okay. between bands. And 92 like, KBPS, the nights, brother. You know, whatever. <laughs> you know, who gives a shit? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> and we did that. And I did that for like five years. And uh, again, that closed. And then I kind of took a break. And I don't know. Now we're doing the gatekeeper thing. And uh, that's pretty fun. And I've, I'm numbering those shows because I should have I should have fucking numbered the shows from the start, right? Yeah. Like, imagine if I fucking numbered the shows so from the fucking awesome. start. <laughs> we did a show every Friday in Brockton. And there's no way. Like, four years. How can you go back and keep track now, yeah. you know? I don't even know the password to my photo bucket, bro. We'll figure it out. <laughs> you know what? Me either. From that time period, right? I haven't been I, able to recover that account. I don't want to know the password. Yeah, to my straight photo up. There's bucket, some, some things. No, I don't want to see my space, guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Nothing in there. At least yeah. I was an adult when that started. Like, <sighs> I mean, God. there's definitely some shitty, cringeworthy 20 year old stuff on there. But, like, I can't imagine being a fucking teenager on the internet. Oof. It was bad. It was a bad time. I bet. I bet. It, it was like hard. It was a hard. Journal? No. I see. I didn't do that. I had a Zanga instead. I don't know what that is. See? 
you're better off. Really. I, I went straight it's to MySpace, like, though. Yes, yeah. um, that's true. We just like did that stuff for a while there, and it was really cool. And it was within like city limits uh, of the red line. The red line went right there, and um, we did Biohazard there. Nice. Have you guys ever heard Unnatural Acts? You know what that is? What was that? Unnatural Acts is like a punk rock band from Boston, like 70s, late 70s, early 80s. And uh, the guy went on to be like one of the big wigs at Newbury Comics, which is the independent record store here. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did that with Blowfly. You know Blowfly is mm-hmm. like a dirty rapper. Oh, cool. And uh, yeah, we would do weird stuff there. We did Black Sheep there. Uh, we did uh, Don't Wait Up. We did, um, we did the gang vocal session. For don't wait up. Oh, uh, for Bane there because they wanted so many people to come do backups. Right, and I wasn't on the inner circle with that band. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, we were buddies, and I was closer with Stu and Bob Mahoney. And uh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Man, fucking that dude is cool, amazing guy. You have no idea. Like, I toured with him twice, and yeah, I, just, I love him, dude. Yeah, fucking R.I.P. Mm-hmm. Um, so he wasn't in the band actually at that point, but a bunch of people oh, wow. come to do backups and I kind of set them up and closed the curtain to the bar and just sat at the end of the bar because I didn't want to like Bogart their time. I didn't want to assume that I was going to be like doing guest backups gotcha. on the fucking Bane record, but then fucking wanted to do so. I was like, oh, what are you doing? Come on. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, this is fucking so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So we did that. Uh, we did obituary in front of, uh, obituary played on the floor. There was no stage at President. Really? Uh, you know yeah. they love that God, too. that's fucking yeah, well, the- Oh, well, it, dude, it kind of goes down like, they walked in, the drummer was mad, there was no stage, and I was like, well, we can try to set your drums up on the stage. Oh, the stage is a two by four. Fuck yeah. Okay, like gotcha. that's, that's exactly what it is. <laughs> and uh, well, I was like, we can try to get, or you, we set them up in front and you play on the floor and like, it's more better. And the band was like iffy about it. And then um, my personal friend is in a band called All That Remains. Mm-hmm. His name is Jason Costa. And he is, again, one of the fucking coolest people ever. And he's the party guy in All That Remains. Okay. Mm-hmm. He knew that those guys were playing. He comes down. He's a regular at the bar. He's a regular at the bar. He just comes in the bar fucking hanging out all the fucking mm-hmm. time. And uh, I literally took a bottle of fucking Crown Royal and threw it at J- Jason. and was just like, take care of this. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah. And once Jason showed up and the whiskey started pouring, those dudes were just like, we're playing on the fucking floor. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we did I Hate God there. Nice. Um, we did a bunch of cool shit, but also like we did, we did an America's Hardcore Fest there. Mm-hmm. It was cool. And... Uh, we did, um, one of my favorite shows is Turnstile there. Uh, we did Turnstile, Diamond Youth, mm-hmm. um, Angel Dust, something else. Uh, that was the show? Yeah. <laughs> Easy show for Just them. Eight for people. Those guys, huh? <laughs> eight yeah. people, three bits. So, but the, why I liked it so much is uh, Presidents was in an area where there was ten bars. Mm. Oh, wow. So as the guy at Presidents, I'm going to go and walk around and see how the other bars are doing. Of mm-hmm. course. Right? There's a fucking snowstorm. There's a fucking foot of snow on the fucking ground. Mm. We're fucking packed out. I got one of my homeboys going through the parking lot once an hour, dropping his blade, just making, I'm like, just keep it so people can get the fuck out of the parking lot. Mm. It's a huge parking lot. So he's just like doing a loop once an hour. It's a he, snow plow, a blade. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. California. Uh, Sorry. So, I'm, I'm, so he like, uh, the sun, you know. So he would come by and I just like go out with a fucking pint of beer. He's like drive by real slow and be like, <laughs> <laughs> what a setup! Just like fucking drive through, do the plow a couple of times, and we're packed and like other uh, 
other managers from other bars are like, what's going on? What are you doing? What are you doing? Yeah, how, how are you doing that? Yeah. Well, I'm running shit. You know, I'm doing live music. I'm doing live original music. Uh, maybe feel like hot shit to a bunch of guys who do like cover bands and DJs. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Can't escape them. My, my yeah, they got, they got Iron Maidens playing yeah. on Saturday yeah, night. Yeah. You know? I would love to know, we, we often do like, who's your big four of like your era, your area, and being such a music rich city and state you're Mount Rushmore the Northeast. I would just love to know you're like big four of Boston hardcore from the time I was doing it or all, all eras from, from oh dude that's really hard FU's and Jerry's kids you know all oh dude up. we did Jerry's kids there that it was, was insane, fucking right? sick dude yeah. that's at what, the bar yeah fuck yeah and uh and he smashed a microphone at the end, and normally I would get pissed about that, but I was just so excited yeah. about it. That I was, <laughs> he did it! That's fucking cool! <laughs> yeah. That's Jerry's kids. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, is that Jerry? Um, okay, so, top five hardcore records of all time. I'll take it. Records. Yeah, and this is, you know, clearly with bands, right. probably, too. Um, blood for Blood. Spit My Last Breath. Of course. Like, uh... I like that one the best. Uh, I like their other stuff too. Nothing to take away from the more rock and roll years, mm-hmm. but like, as a fucking teenager that nobody liked, as a fucking geek in the town that I lived in, this was an escape for me, and I was full of the words that they were saying. Yeah. Two, Slapshot, sixteen valve heat. It's so fast, and then the fourth song in or the fifth song is is the title track, mm-hmm. and it breaks into like this weird like da 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 boom ba ba boom ba ba. It's like a breakdown. Mm-hmm. This is like this jammy part, and that's how. Sixteen Valve Eight song starts, and by that time on that record, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> to this day, I'm yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, trouble, nobody laughs anymore. Oh, the trouble, trouble. <coughs> Jerry's Kids, is this my world? Mm-hmm. And background music. Wow, not and, what I would have guessed. And wow. then the next one is um, the six 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 family friends family forever death before dishonor. Fuck yeah! So those are the top six records. Big DVD. Oh, I mean, the yeah, fuck, dude. You and, told me yesterday another record you love. Oh, are we talking about Hollow? Humanity is the devil. Yeah, I mean that's right up there. I also love that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not a full record. That's an EP, right? It's so, very true. Very true. Possibly a top EP. I, I don't know. That guns up EP. The first one. All there is. All this. Mine. Uh, Breakdown Blacklisted is my favorite EP. I would say. Yeah. Hey, one, time saw, one time I saw. One time I saw the old demo. Oh, dude. Oh, one time yeah. I saw Blacklist uh, Breakdown play after Blood for Blood and everyone left oh, at the Rat no, and it was like not. me and another dude fucking tearing it up. Open ass. Like, yeah, it was a fucking couple sick people. It was, yeah, uh, it was fucking sick. Couple of sick people out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's following. Uh, walking down the street with my Big Mac. Big Mac. Hey. Oh, you ever seen the thing where somebody gives him a Big Mac when yeah, they're playing? Of course. Speaking of part. speaking of that, oh. and and this is this is, I've seen a video of the Boston's covering "What's at Stake" yep. with Choke singing. Okay. And Dicky like knew all the words, knew like the rap part, you know. And it's one of the coolest videos I've ever seen. Dickie Barrett. Well, Dickie Barrett uh, was, I don't know that dude personally. He's one of the only guys I don't know. Um, I had like a bucket list shit when I got out of jail second time. Like, and I'm like, on it is, sing What's at Stake with Money Money Boston's. And I knew enough dudes around them that I could like, this is an attainable thing. I could do this. Like, like they do like the hometown throwdown thing, but it's disappeared. The Boston's are over. Devastating. Yeah, yeah, right, devastating. He's, like a, he's like a truther now. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why they broke up. Hey, the last Boston's record yeah. that came out, I fucking love. That's brand new. It came out like two years ago. It's like 
got songs about the pandemic. It's got uh, mm-hmm. a song about George Floyd on it. And the song about George Floyd, right? Uh, they have Ben just like dancing and like it's different scenes and they caught like a ton of slack over it. Like how insensitive and all I can fucking think is like, this is a band from the nineties with three black guys in it. Yeah. 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 And you know, you know what Nate Albert does now? Mm-mm. He's the guy who wrote the hits in that band. He, I think he works at Capitol Records. He's like an A&R guy. Oh, you know? really? I want to say he's responsible for the fucking weekend or something like oh, that. Oh, wow. see that. Like, wow. What was, uh, it was Impact Unit? Impact Unit, yeah, not was a fan that, of Was that, but that was his band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, they had a seven inch and. Just uh, couldn't remember the name of the band. My dad worked on Kimmel. Yeah, when, yeah. Uh, when Dicky was the guy, he was big with Kimmel because of Loveline, which comes up all the time. This, this is like we're, we want it. Loveline is the end game for this show is to just be that. You know? oh, okay, we're just take calls from just take calls from, from incels, calls and take videos calls from, from incels, and then have our buddy call and have our friends. On Stop being a fucking pussy and talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> just talk to her. See, just that's, go. That's no, hey, I'm, I'm back in school. So there's like a bunch of young guys. And he's like, well, I'm texting with this chick, and she didn't get back to me. I'm like, did you fucking call her? Yeah. And they're like, why would I do that? I'm like. <laughs> Fucking dummy! What were you saying about your dad? Uh, I guess Dickie, kind of a uh, unconfirmed Twitching Tongues guy. A little oh, bit. oh, so that was big. That was big for me. <laughs> That's a, a big one. As a Boss Tones kid. That's cool. You know? Felt it was good. Dude, those records are awesome. And like, I, I've always been a fan of Boss Tones. And like, very accessible. They used to do five nights downstairs at Christmas, the hometown throwdown, and every band that you would want to see. It's fucking on it. Boston's Bruisers, Blood for Blood, or something like that. Well, no, I, I don't know if there was ever a Boston's Blood for Blood one, but oh, downstairs. Could have been. So the college radio been. station here mm-hmm. was called FNX. The Alterna wasn't a college radio station, right. but like the independent radio station here. And they would do cheap date night here on Wednesdays, and it was $3. Whoa. So I definitely saw Rancid after. Um, after Wolves, right after Wolves came out, it was the last Bruisers opening show, like last Bruisers Boston show. They played some Portsmouth shows after that, but before he joined the Dropkicks and um, the Toasters. Mm. And apparently the Toasters has played the Rat before and got in a hubbub with some of the skinheads and like they got beat up. And like I remember the guy from the Toasters like being like, Boston, you're a very forgivable city. But like I saw that. And then I found out after the fact that um, the Roots Radical uh, single. Yeah. Um, the B side to that is recorded. Uh, there used to be this place, Fort Apache, right there, which was like the place that mm. people recorded oh, uh, in Boston. And um, they recorded it right up the street at, at Fort Apache. Wow. And, uh, it's like a little tangle back to Boston, you know. Another um, another great video that I've seen. This is loosely related, but it's Dropkick and Rancid singing "Take 'Em All" together, just covering <laughs> Cox Bar together. Yeah, well, they did that whole. T- I think they've done like several back to back. Yeah, like big. Yeah, big ones. Like they played up the street from my house. It was a lot of cops and firemen and stuff. Like it's a it's a weird. Rancid might possibly be my favorite band. Mm-hmm. Like. Um, like, you're right. You're right. Yeah. I'm he good. says they're the number one. I think. And they're I, the clash of my generation. Yeah. yeah I think. I, and I, I can never go see the clash, but I can go see Ransom. Absolutely. I think it's it's the it's the. And you'll be on the guest list. It know? converts. I, I don't know about that. And and uh, if uh, shout out to my wife for pointing this out. Um, if you watch the Ruby Soho video. At minute number one, <laughs> second thirty-eight, he says, "Retarded Peta." 
He's, that's what he says. I don't know what he's trying to say, but he says, retarded Peter. And you're not even, you're not approaching this offensively. This is an objective this, statement. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe it. My wife pointed Audibly it out. Audibly heard. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Retarded and it's like, Peter. how many times can... Uh, I don't even know what a retarded Peter is, yeah, yeah. but he <laughs> says it. But yeah, I think that that record is, and it wasn't necessarily for me. But I just think objectively, like from an overall stance, that record was a record that got people from one area of music. Oh, it's a gateway. I call those gateways. Total the gateway. That's the exact word it's I use. The gateway used. record. Gateway yeah. records. Yeah. Uh, Mighty Mighty Boston is definitely a gateway record. Uh, around here, mm. for my age group, a little band called Power Man Five Thousand. No shit. Because it's like new metal kind of. And in Boston, there's actually three rock radio stations: it's BCN which is like BCN started as a college style station and then it went into like mainstream platforming, you know. Um, and then there was a radio station out of Worcester um, uh, called WAF and oh, BCN had Stern and they uh, had Opie and Anthony. Uh-huh. And they had Opie and Anthony first before they were in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, Opie and Anthony got fired from WAF because they said that the mayor of Boston had died. And they, wow. went, they went on this whole... Thing like, and uh, what's, what's that guy's name? Fucking War of the Worlds guy. They, oh, Orson Welles. They pulled right, right, Orson right. Welles. Yeah, yeah. So they like pulled a prank, and that's what ended up finally getting them canned. But they played heavier stuff, yeah. and they would play like Power Man Five Thousand. Honestly, that's 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 uh good for me. As a young kid in Connecticut, it was like Power Man Five Thousand and Hatebreed were probably like the same thing to me. Right, right. Yeah, they might Sonically, it was like this is the same shit. I like this spider. Yeah. Spider? It's the homie spider, man. <laughs> the homie spider. You know who his brother is, right? Yeah. Robert oh, yeah. Zomber, brother. A spider zombie. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Royal family, some would say. <laughs> a dead family. Some would, yeah, exactly. Is he still We're, alive? Is spider still alive? I have no idea. Oh, yeah. I'm just calling he, him so, hey, so one time in Kenmore Square, uh, they shut down like uh, Com Ave and Power Man 5000 played in the middle. Somebody got fucking stabbed. <laughs> See? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, great. Like, what Might as well have been a hate It's like the a, same thing. I don't really remember. Like, what, I wasn't involved in the stab. Too, I'm young. That's probably just. Yeah, like, he's very much met. still around. I think he's still. He's got his ear to the ground. And I mean, let's be clear. Ahead of their time on the fucking new metal thing. Yeah, like, oh, big time. And like purveyors, some would worlds say. collide is like even fucking po- poetically yeah. interesting because that's what it is, and they kind of. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. How uh, far? Where's Kenmore Square? Um, go over the bridge, take a, a right, and we go down like uh, two miles, maybe. A mile. That's it's in that last. It's in So Ends Our Night. And I've yeah, always yeah, wanted yeah. to go. Yeah, we all go down Kenmore Square. All my friends all are hanging there. All my friends are waiting there. Trouble's brewing whenever we're around. Sure enough. Coca-Cola, we don't drink no booze. No way! That's preaching. You're pre- That's church, brother. You know what? Yeah, come on. Coca-Cola. Yeehaw. We're, uh, we're well past the hour mark here. And if the show is called Hard Lore, this show wouldn't be nothing without that story you told me the other day, because that's just about the hardest lore I ever did. Oh, here. okay. If you don't mind sharing the, the I know it's no, no. Story, I'll, I'll share it from the fucking the start of the yeah. whole deal. So, the most recent time I went to jail, I went to jail about seven years ago, and uh, it ended with me uh, fighting some crackheads in the street. The paddy wagon rolls up. Um, I get arrested. Uh, I actually uh, I took charges pretty much for a couple other guys that, you know, our Boston hardcore dudes and stuff. Shut up! Uh, so I ended up going to jail. Um, 
and I'm in jail. I'm in uh, Norfolk County House of Correction because that violated, I was on probation for some dumb thing, uh, actually like a, a post-traumatic stress disorder outbreak, like it fucking, and they put me on probation this time, and don't fuck up, and I fucked up like a year later. Colin goes to jail. Uh, I'm in jail, I get there. Um, I'm up in the cell. Uh, you know, it's like uh, four men in the cell, and a uh, guard comes to the door, and the guard is like, Campbell. And I'm like, oh, that's me. So he come down, and um, he's like, oh, go in the bubble. And the bubble is like a room where you would talk to a social worker or a doctor or a representative, your lawyer maybe. Like, it's the go, the bubble is the go between between the cell block and the rest of the jail. So I'm in the bubble. I go in the bubble, and there's a guy sitting 12 feet from me, and he's like, uh, wearing a white shirt, he's a lieutenant. Now, as I know, there's only like four or five lieutenants in the whole jail. There's a captain who runs the jail and a sheriff above him, but this is the guy who day-to-day -day runs the jail. And he says to me, he says, who are you? I'm Colin Campbell. And he says, I know you're Colin Campbell. Who are you? Now, in my mind, I think back to when Boston detectives were like following us around and trying to catch us doing stuff, and I immediately thought, where are my prints on something? Mm. Fuck, I am fucked. And he's like, who are you? And I'm like, uh, inmate 46479? <laughs> and he's like, motherfucker, I know you're inmate 46479, and I know you're Colin Campbell. Who the fuck are you in the street? And I'm still like, this is it. Fuck. Like, the FBI is, like, right out there. Yeah, Fuck. Right, right. Like, and I'm like, uh, 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 he's like, why have I got 25 fucking phone calls from fucking this guy, this guy? Ryan Packer knew I went to jail. He fucking told everybody, everybody in, like, that Dropkicks, uh, Boston's, uh, Street Dogs camp who have friends that are policemen started making fucking calls. Be like, get this fucking guy out. Like, this is the fucking man. So I was like, well, you know, he's like, why am I getting calls from me? He started naming names and all this shit. It's like, why is Al Barr calling me? Why is fucking Ryan Packer calling me? Why is fucking Mike Coogan calling me? Fuck, what the fuck? Who the fuck are you? And I'm like, oh, dude, I'm the guy that those guys call when they can't call you. And he was like, what an answer. <laughs> oh. And he was like, damn, that was sick. <laughs> he's like, I'm going to remember that. And he's like, all right, well, I was like, I just handle stuff for guys when they need help. Like, I help people. And I'm just here because, like, you know, I ended up here sometimes. And he's like, all right, well, what do you need? And uh, I had only been there a week, so I was like, fucking toothbrush, a cup, a bowl. Uh, my hair was fucking massive at the time. I was like, uh, you know, I need shampoo and conditioner. I need shower shoes. I'm, like, fucking wearing styrofoam. I'm standing on styrofoam plates in the shower. Like, and he, he's like, and I was like, and I'd like to get, you know, a book or two. He's like, all right, go back up to your uh, cell and get your your dress on and get your ID. I do. He takes me down to the library. He locks me in the library. And then um, he locks me in the library. And uh, then he goes and gets me a big bag of stuff. I go back with it. And then uh, I'll tell the second part of that story in a second. Uh, 
several times that guy was on duty and Packer would come to the jail and instead of meeting Packer between the glass or whatever, mm. like we would just, he would take me out and bring me down the library and I'd be able to talk to Packer in the library like a regular person. Face bring me, face. yeah, bring me, bring me some snacks and shit and just like yeah, fucking chill huge. with my boy. Like it was fucking huge. And, uh, Ryan Packer enlisted, uh, Will Blackwood as my lawyer. Shout out to Will. Shout out to Will, Will Blackwood. Thank you, Will Blackwood. Um, and when Will would come visit me, he would go to Anna's Taqueria, and instead of getting tacos wrapped in silver foil, he would get them wrapped in paper and put them inside his suit and bring me fucking tacos. Mm. Uh, so, Friend of the show. I'm in fucking jail. Um, and, uh, you know... Um, my band is, is scheduled to play, I believe it was a benefit show, um, at, at the hall that was my father's VFW. And uh, all my friends' bands are playing and shit. So I call Mikey C and I'm like, yo, MC, we got to go on at nine. I'm going to call in, you know, um, talk to Scotty. I'll call Scotty, one of our other homeboys, uh, and uh, we'll get an eighth-inch shack, put it into the the red and white um, thing, and we'll sing, I'll be through the PA. And he's like, done. So um, I don't know if you met Maddie Johnson last night, the, the kid in the blue jacket. I'm not sure if I It's a small kid in a blue jacket. He's a wild man. Mm-hmm. He was my celly at the time, and he's into the same stuff, right? Like, you know, he knew Mickey real well. He's like a graffiti dude, and mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know him, but like, he knew enough mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, this dude's legit. Yeah. Um, and yada 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 he's like we, we hang with like two or three other guys in jail and they're all like okay and i'm like oh this is happening so when you're in jail you can do this thing it's called sitting on the phone so i make it to the phone at break first and when i make it to the phone it means i need to use the phone at nine o'clock so you come up or you come up and i'm like nine o'clock and they're like cool because everybody else sometimes needs to sit in the phone to call at their father's birthday or this thing is happening with their friends and they want to pass the phone around and everybody wants to talk to you and you want to talk to everybody because jail is humiliating and it's isolating and everyone feels that way regardless of how else you feel while you're in there (coughs) excuse me it's isolating and humiliating so at like a quarter to eight your your people are using the phone, but you're yeah, just letting but them I'm know. I'm just letting like, them know, like, yeah, I'm on the phone. I'm sitting on the phone. I'm like, uh, and you use the phone, and then you get off the phone. You come up, you want to use the phone. I'm like, hey, I'm sitting on the phone for nine. Gotcha. And dudes are like, yeah, yeah, no problem. It's all in in jail. People, it's not like uh, everybody is very respectful because nobody wants to do any more time for anything that happens in here. Yeah. Nobody really knows anybody else in their fucking deal and who the real animals are and and that sort of thing. Um, so I'm sitting on the phone for nine, sitting on the phone for nine, sitting on the phone for nine. Nine o'clock comes. I call. I hang up. I call back. Because, like, now that's the signal. Mm-hmm. They hook me up. They put me through the PA. It's like, you have an incoming call from an inmate at Norfolk County House of Correction. And it's my voice. I'm calling Campbell. To, to pick up this call, press one. Press one. I come over. I'm like, woo. People are I'm like, yo, yo, yo. People are yelling. And I can it has to be fucking insane. Like, he put it on speaker so you, I could hear. And yeah, okay. Right? Like, the phone is on speaker so I can hear what's going on in the venue. And I'm like, yo, blah, 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 blah. You know, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, all right, Mikey. And I was like, he's like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, slave driver. And Mikey says, scream it. And I'm like, slave driver! <laughs> and now in jail, like, the cord on the phone is uh it's only this long so that way like nobody can use it as a weapon or something so you have to face the wall and use the phone 
So, Maddie and a couple other guys uh, are, are watching. Oh, everybody has jail nicknames. Mm-hmm. My jail nickname is Sex Pistol. Sex Pistol? Of course yeah. it is. Because, dude, when, when somebody else calls me Sex Pistol from across the thing and you're new, you're like, oh, that guy's Sex Pistol? Oh, Why do they shit, call him yeah, Sex? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah. We're in jail and they're calling that guy Sex Pistol. <laughs> yeah, gotcha. like, that's a sketchy-ass jail nickname. Yeah. Because, like, hood Who dudes, knows just, that hood, hood dudes just give themselves a nickname like, yo, I'm C4 because I'm explosive. Yeah. Like, bro, like, you're not a G.I. Joe. Calm down. <laughs> uh, so, like, yo, Sex Pistol's on the mic. And I'm like... You know, fucking doing slave driver. Like, rah, 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 and I won't miss this place. That sucks. <laughs> He's like, well, so these five guys, everybody who's out in the yard, everybody starts because anything that's happening in jail that isn't routine is a spectacle. Everyone wants to watch it. So more guys in the yard come over. Everyone in the yard is now surrounding the phones, watching this happen. Now guys from inside, it's a glass wall. They're all seeing the guys outside. They come through. And they're watching, they, you know, people are filing out the thing. And they're like, people are watching. Then the guards come. And I have no idea who's behind me. And I'm just fucking, ah. you feel them at all? No. Yeah, and no. I just knew that Maddie would have enough wherewithal when the, if guards tried to stop me, that he would like, he would let me know to, to hang up. Yeah. And, um. So then we did slow dance. We did save for the judge. And I think we did one more. And I was like, yo, COA, I'm safe, I'm good, write me. Throw $10 in my canteen, I'll see you soon. Click. Hang up the phone, hang up the phone, I turn around. Every dude in the block is out there like, ah! It's like a fucking scene from a movie, fucking guards, everyone's clapping, guards are fucking clapping. And it's like, and I fucking go back inside, just dip out. <laughs> now, another funny thing about that is, is like, a lot of guys think that they're rappers in jail. Mm. And like one dude will make a beat on the wall, you know, be like, right? Yeah. And other dudes will rap. And then I'll just roll up and be like, they bleed us dry through oil and veins. I just like will rap some fucking COA right. lyrics at them. Uh, like, oh, shit. We got to get together when we yeah. get out of here. We're going to make oh, like, yeah. Because they, I already have all these lyrics written. I know the songs, and they just think I'm making it up on the spot. Right, right. <laughs> Genius. It's like, dude, you're prolific. <laughs> Uh, so the next day, the heavy metal guard is behind there because, you know, he's a dude with a motorcycle. He's got sleeves and a weird beard. And uh, he's all like, hey, everybody is uh, in the office listening to that. It's pretty cool that you did that. And everybody, all guards think that that's pretty cool. All guards are checking out your band and stuff, blah, 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 blah. He's like, you should talk to your lawyer and get the tapes. So we did. So we have the tapes. I don't know what's going to happen with them particularly, but... But it's out there. It exists. It's in there. It's in there. It's not out there. It's in there. You're right. It's in there. It's in a hard drive on my desk right right now. It exists. Maybe if you support COA enough... You maybe, maybe we maybe sell you'll earn enough it. records. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta just like so. Once upon a time, I was watching you play, and the, the whole country was getting black flag tattoos. The whole country was getting the bars. They were rampant. It was yes. an epidemic. Live, laugh, love. And you made a statement. You said, "I see a lot of people getting the bars. I earned these bars." Much like he earned those bars, you gotta earn those songs. So stay tuned, huh? Mm. Yeah, stay That's tuned. That good. stuck with me to this day. Cool. Wow. I don't think I've earned the bars yet. I'm not. I ain't getting them. Neither am I. But I got one. It's uh, the last one's Massachusetts. There it is. What else you guys want to talk about? I want to do one more thing. What do we got? Ten we got a uh, well. If they're, I don't know. What do you think? 
Round two. Wait, wait, round wait, wait. Two. We didn't talk about fast food other than this, these cups. Oh, my God. That's oh, Colin, we, we got to ask you the golden question. Okay. We have a golden C- question. COA's on tour, right? You're flying down the highway. You may be a little late for the show, but you see one of them magical signs with all the exits, all the fast foods on Okay. What's making you go, boys, it doesn't matter, exit this right now? So the, you're, you're in a mythical place where everything's Everything. On. Either coast, any doesn't south, north, south, doesn't matter. What is your number one fast food stop touring this country? Uh, it's probably Taco, Taco Bell. Yes. Friend, strong. The show. Uh, strong. Incredible. But um, more on, um, the band would always pay for one meal a day. Love it. Yeah. Okay. It's like, great. Like, we'll figure that out. You know, if we lose money, we'll figure that out. Um, but we got to eat. Everybody's got to eat. And we would always go to Denny's because Ooh. we know what we're going to get. And I get three cups of coffee. Uh. I get a cup of coffee. And then I get a cup of coffee with my meal. meal and, then and then I get a cup of coffee after. For dessert. I get a nice cu- cu- couple of nice cold glasses of water. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's always Denny's. It's always Denny's quality. Yeah. You know, it's pretty. The brand is. Always frozen, never fresh. Always there, open. But reliable. Always, always open. open. It's an institution. Yeah, dude, if we want fucking moons over Miami or a tutti fruity fresh and fruity breakfast. <laughs> you know where to go. So Denny's and Taco Bell, those are the COAs. Yeah, we haven't had a Denny's spots. yet. That's good, though. It's the first Denny's. Answer. Sam said Waffle House, which is close. It's a great answer. But, uh, but no, hey, no Waffle House thing, before 11 wa- p.m. The yeah. thing yeah. about Waffle House is this. We want to go to the good Waffle House. <laughs> no, if you're in an area where they have Waffle House, you got to tell the locals. like, Because you'll be like, oh, where's the nearest Waffle House? And they'll tell you, but you want to go to the good Waffle House. Like... Yeah. Which almost, which is, uh, that's a unicorn. And, I, you know, like they always say, oh, the good one is this one. Yeah. You know? Yeah, uh, there's an answer. The, 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 good, the good one is not often I've never the, seen the, the fun one. Shit. You know? I've never seen, like, really crazy shit at Waffle House, but I definitely have seen a woman holding a baby and smoking a cigarette. Oh, yeah. At a Waffle House. Oh, Classic. no. Uh, we went to a Denny's one time outside of Denver, and we walked in, and there was just no one in the restaurant. Lights were on. Burners were on. Everything was on. No one was there. No Fuck one. Fuck off! Bathroom. I quit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Straight yeah, up, pretty much. Someone yeah. left. That's how I do it too. Yeah. I'm quitting a job. So yeah. it was a union town, really. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're striking back. The workers are striking back. Boulder's a big union town. Um, sure. Colin, I think maybe we need to do this once a year. Uh, well, we could definitely do another one. Uh, this yeah. is the first time I've ever done it. Uh, well, you're a natural. You are fun. You, uh, <laughs> you know, I uh, I don't Order. really. Like, uh, I know. Like I said, uh, whenever I see dudes doing them, they're like. Pushing it, or like have an uninteresting story to tell. I don't want to be uninteresting, and I'm not here to push stuff. Uh, COA is going to have a single out sometime <laughs> next year. Uh, yeah, but we we uh, want to boss. We, we want to push Colin the man. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're we we loved having you on. This is one of the this is objectively one of the greatest things we've ever gotten. Well, you to just do. started doing it. So right. Well, well, this is episode thirty two. Is it thirty three? Oh wow. Yeah, right. thirty three. So, Larry Bird, baby. Thir- see, <laughs> if it's thirty two, Kevin McHale, you got that fucking elbow, bro. No, this is thirty three. This, this is the O'Neal. bird episode. This is the wow. bird episode. The greatest, greatest of the all goat. time. Yeah. Scotty Pippen was thirty three, also. Yeah, but Larry Bird was thirty three. Yeah, yeah. so fuck off, Scotty Pippen. <laughs> Pippen was number. I mean, two. he'll beat me in one on one, but fuck off, Scotty. But barely. You're in fucking Boston. He doesn't tip. You know that? That's his reputation in Chicago. Yeah, I've fucking seen him. He never goes to the rim. He doesn't tip it in. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> That was not his. That was not his job on the Bulls. That's Horace Grant or Dennis Rodman. They're the one who tips it. That's in. right. We also didn't talk about wrestling. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, so we're, we're, we're gonna do another. We're, one. we're, right, we're yeah, locked and loaded, brother. Colin, thank you so All right, much. Thank you very much on. for having me, guys. Uh, this is folklore uh, brought to you by uh, Manscaping. Yeah. <laughs>
You got it. Hard lore, folk and stories. Hard hard lore brought to you by Manscaped.com. I got a nice beard, manscaped.com. We'll send you a package. Thank you so much for watching. This was the best episode ever. Bye. Wow. Thank you. Seriously, thank you. Lovely. That was lovely.